Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, the founder of Miles to Memories, joined by Mark Osterman, MTM's managing editor. And we have a great show for you this week. The big news was that Hard Rock is buying Mirage on the Strip. We actually have a standalone video that we did on our YouTube channel just about that sale. And then we did our normal shows this week. So we're going to combine the two. You'll hear first to start all about the sale of Mirage to Hard Rock, all of the details, whatever you need to know. Then we'll go into the regular show where we actually update with a few more details on the sale, plus talk about the Super Bowl coming to Las Vegas, a new casino coming to downtown, and even more than that, It's a great show. If you do like the show, consider subscribing. Just hit subscribe in whatever podcast app you're listening to this in right now or head to mtmvegas.com. We have links for all of the podcast apps there or just search MTM Vegas. You can also find everything related to this show, all of our Vegas videos, content at mtmvegas.com. And don't forget, you can watch this show in two separate videos on youtube.com forward slash miles to memories to get all of the visual elements that go along with it. All right, that's enough talking. Let's hit it. We have a lot to discuss. So, Mark, uh, is this time for me to brag here? Because as I predicted, the Mirage has sold. And as I predicted, Hard Rock bought it. And I, when, when did I predict that? Like three, four months ago? I know. Long but Before how, anybody else had claimed that. How many, how many predictions did you have for Hard Rock? You said Palms. You said <laughs> Planet Hollywood. <laughs> no, no. I said absolutely not Planet Hollywood. I said if there was going to be one property they were going to buy... It was going to be a Mirage. Well, Palms maybe back in the day before anybody bought it, but yeah, I'm just saying, like over like years, uh, I think we've we've been kicking around ideas for them. But <laughs> yeah, you were right. I was wrong. I, I took uh, Ruffin, and and uh, we did not come in first place. All right, so let's go over the details. Uh, the Hard Rock International, the Seminole Tribe, buying the operations of Mirage for 1.08 billion dollars. MGM Resorts is going to net about 815 million of that. The main reason they're doing this is to sort of consolidate their business. They're taking on more risk by buying Cosmo further south on the Strip. They're offloading Mirage. What's really interesting here is the land is owned by MGM Growth Properties, which, as we've talked about so many times before, is being bought by Vici Properties, which owns a lot of the old Caesars properties. Uh, But they have announced a lot of things. We'll kind of go through it. But let's start with the big news that this will be a complete kind of redevelopment. Uh, there will be a new guitar tower on the strip. So we'll show some concept art of that, but they're going to build a guitar tower right where the volcano is, right where the Mirage's iconic strip frontage is. I guess this makes sense, but are you going to be sad to lose the volcano? Yeah. I mean, a guitar tower is really cool. You know, everywhere they've done it, like in Florida, which I'm sure you have video up of it, uh, looks amazing. Uh, so that'll be cool to add to the skyline. It'll just be, you know, towards the end of like the main strip, you'll see it pop up and it'll be kind of something to look, look at out that way. But um, for sure, the Marat, you know, the volcano is, is kind of Vegas, you know, it's kind of like the original thing, free thing in Vegas to go see and do and witness. And I mean, but they did have like a ton of issues with it, it seems like. And a lot of times I'd go there, it wouldn't be running. So I don't know if you're missing a ton, but uh, definitely gonna have to go next time I, you know, I'm in Vegas, which I think January is my next trip. I'm gonna have to go check it out. Hopefully it's working. You know, get a last view in for sure. Yeah, hopefully we'll see a couple more years of it running. Uh, they will be able to use the Mirage name for three years, and in the concept art, you can see that they're kind of taking the Mirage Tower and maybe changing the color of the glass to blue, which to me is very striking. I don't know that I like that at all. Uh, the big hard rock lettering on the top. But we've talked a lot about the rooms at Mirage and how the bathrooms are small and sort of the basic rooms may not have the best footprint. 
I think this sort of helps them by being able to expand the hotel out, build some newer, higher-end rooms, and then use the older rooms as sort of a mid-tier there. And then there's a lot of land. If you think about where the volcano is, there's a lot of land there to not only build a guitar tower, but a lot more pools. Uh, in Florida, at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, when they built the new guitar tower there, they built an entirely new pool area that would be probably better than anything on the Las Vegas Strip right now. So it'd be interesting to see how they redevelop the property altogether. Of course, there's the uh, secret garden with the animals in the back. There's the dolphin habitat. So a lot of land back there. If they don't decide to keep that going, I can't imagine that they will, given the difference in theming. Um, so they could put more pools back there. But you're also probably going to get a mall or some sort of a, something on the strip, right, at the base of that guitar tower. So, you know, in the old days when Steve Probably a CBS. Mirage, <laughs> yeah, probably a CBS for sure. When he built Mirage, you know, he made a big deal about it was this resort. It was this sort of getaway. They built it far off the street, so you would kind of be, you know, stuck there, I guess. And, of course, times have changed, and uh, that's going to change here. So not only are we going to get the guitar tower, we're going to get a whole new frontage for this property. And to your point, like where the guitar tower sits, it's right on that bend in the strip. So uh, it's going to have amazing views, I think both directions, but certainly looking south on the strip, probably some of the best strip views of any hotel anywhere in Vegas. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. i not surprised by it. I'm excited by it. I'm, are you surprised at a billion dollars for just the operations of the Mirage? That does seem a bit pricey. And then, you know, you're going to invest all this money into it and everything, and you're just doing the operations. So it does seem uh, a bit high. Now, I will say, like, the Guitar Tower, can we please, like, at the tippy-tippy top, have a, another uh, rooftop bar type of uh, scene up there? That'd be How amazing would that be at the top of this thing, you know, having some type of, like, Sky Lounge or, you know, that's kind of like the thing in Vegas. Every new uh, hotel does it. So hopefully they do something similar. That'd be cool. Um, the price does, you know, it, it is surprising and, uh, you know, maybe we'll finally get that lake that I always wanted, you know, when, when was talking about it, if they rip out the secret gardens area, they put a lake in, in Florida, how cool would that be? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, they, to your point, they have this huge kind of lagoon in Florida where you can do stand up paddle boarding and stuff like that near the pool. So I could see that happening for sure. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with the strip. They haven't really talked about that other than that one piece of concept art. Now, the way this is all going to work, because Vici will own the land, is that they've come to an agreement, they have a lease agreement with Hard Rock, and they're going to finance up to $1.5 billion for this renovation of the property and this new guitar tower. So that's how it's all going to work. That deal's already been struck as well. So I would assume that uh, that this will probably start moving forward when the sale closes, which is expected mid-next year uh, overall. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's an exciting thing for the property. I, I've been kind of thinking in my head how this is going to work. Um, you have that that volcano area out front, which will be part of a building now. You know, what will they put up on the frontage? How will they work the atrium into it? The existing entrance, will that stay the same? Will they sort of just put a building in front of it and build it all the way out to the strip? You know, putting underground parking, things like that. There's a lot of options. And, um, you know, I'm really excited after seeing the Florida project, after seeing what they did there with that expansion of the Guitar Tower the way that casino looks, the way those pools look. This is a product that I think the Las Vegas Strip needs. And another operator on the Strip is a good thing. Vici pointed out that this will be their fourth operator now because they own almost all the Strip as far as land goes. So uh, it's good to more diversity here in the operations, a familiar brand. 
And we should point out the Virgin Hotels, the old Hard Rock on Paradise just off the strip was never was never owned by Hard Rock, right? So this is their first foray for this company in Vegas. And uh, I think it's going to be a home run. I'm excited by it. But I mean, I've seen some mixed reviews in the community. Some people really, really sad about losing the volcano. Others excited about what's to come. Yeah, I can see both ways on that. You know, it's so iconic and so Vegas. I could see why people would be sad at going away. But I'm looking forward to it, especially with MGM taking over Cosmo. That was kind of like, you know, a, a independent property that everybody loved. And we're all assuming that MGM will uh, deteriorate it in some way. So maybe this will kind of replace it and be something unique and new. You know, it'll be a lot bigger. So it probably won't be as boutique feeling and as high end, but it'll be something cool and and, you know, we're missing the the Hard Rock, even though it wasn't owned by Hard Rock. We missed that vibe. So hopefully they can bring that vibe in and, and kind of bring that back to Vegas. Um, so I'm excited to check it out. I know it's going to take, you know, several years, but I'm definitely looking forward to it that, you know, and we've talked about that end of the strip kind of uh, being redeveloped and getting bigger and, you know, with Resorts World and everything and, and kind of growing down that way. So this is this maybe be like the southern tip of it type of thing. So it'll be interesting to see that whole area redevelop. Fountain Blue, hopefully, at some point. Um, you know, it's only been a decade. But uh, it'll be, you know, a lot of stuff going on in Vegas. It's kind of crazy to think about. You and I have both been to the Hard Rock in Atlantic City, the old Taj Mahal. They did a great job on that. So I expect, you know, that they'll do a good job uh, here with the casino as well and making it all sort of work. We don't know, like, what's the future of the shows. Like, the Beatles love the Cirque show there. They did say they're going to build a live entertainment venue like they have, usually it's called Hard Rock Live at their other properties. Uh, the one here in Vegas used to have that. Um, now it has, you know, the joint. Uh, but we'll see. So they're going to develop a big theater as part of this. Uh, you know, Resorts World's been struggling a little bit with their giant theater. Just but... don't, don't bring in Carrie Underwood. She won't sell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. But I mean, this again, to your point, this is great for the north end of the Strip. Great for entertainment. Great to kind of rejuvenate. I love the Mirage brand. I love that sort of tropical feel and all of that. But it is sort of maybe a little bit of a dated theme and certainly one that MGM hasn't put a lot of heart and soul into for a long time. And uh, I'm looking, I was hard rock. I love walking around seeing all the memorabilia. It never gets old for me. It kind of shocks me as many properties as they have now, how much memorabilia they have everywhere. Like they, I wonder what their collection is worth. Like they must be hitting up like third and fourth tier artists at this point, just to, just to get a dress or something like that. I don't know. They have so much, <laughs> like even in Reno or in Lake Tahoe, when I was there, like they had a lot of really cool Elvis stuff and newer stuff. And that's like almost a regional casino. So I can't wait to see what they put in their flagship uh, Vegas casino here. I don't know. Be fun. Yeah, it'd be cool. I really do hope they keep the atrium though. I think that's a, uh, you know, underrated uh, entryway aspect. You know, it's pretty cool. Bellagio gardens gets all the hype and everything, but I've always enjoyed the the atrium there and, and that feel to it. So hopefully they incorporate it some way into the, the new, set up at hard rock absolutely you hear that jim allen you can take our volcano but don't take our atrium yeah. please we can't lose both of them so mark did you see that mgm is going to start recruiting new employees with vr headsets like go to a job fair and they are going to put the headset on you to show you what it's like to work at the front desk or to serve i don't know drinks at a bar or whatever is, is this a good I idea i mean do you need that to, to know? I mean, I think everybody's been to a hotel or to a bar. Or, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know what the, the point of it is, I guess. I, 
I, when I first saw the article, I was like, oh, they're giving away VR headsets as like a sign-up bonus. <laughs> and then I start to read it. Yeah, I start to read it and I was like, oh, okay. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't understand it, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. You got to try whatever, you know, nothing's really working. So the thing, I guess, obviously VR technology, Oculus and all that is uh, better than it's been. And you have metaverse and all of that stuff. But watching how MGM is sort of like falling over themselves about how they're going to have this technology, like it's a brand new thing or, or something like that's funny. But uh, I mean, you're going to be applying for your job in the metaverse, you know, serving uh, serving drinks in MGM Grand's virtual casino. Yeah, it's uh, Ready Player One coming to real life. Here we go. We're ready. <laughs> We're all going in. All right, Mark. The big news happened this week. We had already kind of known this was going to happen, but the NFL made it official. The Super Bowl is coming to Las Vegas in 2024. That's after the Pro Bowl, I think, is coming in 2022 and the draft as well. Vegas uh, getting some love. Not a big surprise, though. Pretty much every city that gets a new stadium tends to get the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, pretty much if you build a stadium, it, it will come. If you build it, they, he will come. Even Detroit uh, got a when Ford oh, Field was built. Even Detroit uh, got a Super Bowl. Hey, Ford Field is very nice. Um, no, it's just cold in January. Yeah, that's all. But it's that's why it's in a dome. It doesn't matter. It's always warm. Uh, no, I yeah. know to, to draw people in though. For the <laughs> yeah. you know, they always like to have yeah. it in warm weather cities generally. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, so it's cool. I, you know, knowing Vegas, hopefully they don't, you know, put four other concerts going on on the same weekend, and which they will. And they'll probably have some other event and they'll probably have like a hockey game and and just pack everything in there. and It'll be just a cluster. Uh, I can't even imagine. I will not be uh, attending in any way because of that. <laughs> hey, I'm excited that it's going to be in the hometown and I'll get to maybe do some of the festivities. Uh, hopefully the Packers are punching their ticket for the 2024 Super Bowl as well. Then I can. You're going to shell out the like 10K if, uh, if they make it. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe not. Yeah, especially in <laughs> Vegas, right? The ticket prices are going to be even worse uh, than normal. But Yeah, you'd have to imagine. Yeah, I mean, and over the years, they've had kind of a rotating you know, group of cities that they've used in the NFL. Obviously, they give you know one-off Super Bowls to places like Minneapolis when they built a stadium, Detroit way back when, whenever these cold-weather cities build stadiums. But outside of that, you know, cities like New Orleans and Miami, these warmer-weather southern cities have regularly held the Super Bowl. I expect Vegas will be in that mix given our you know, tourist culture is and it, everything. So, is it so warm though? I mean, I think it's well, uh, twi warmer than twice. Warmer. I think it's twice as warm in Michigan right now as it is in Vegas. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> I get all, I'm getting bad karma right now for all of those screenshots I send you of like the warm weather we had all throughout November. <laughs> yeah. Today it's colder than both uh, Detroit, I think, and New York City is like 60 degrees today where we're yeah 60 here too. Off. It's crazy. Yeah. So it is colder here in Vegas. So who knows? But I, I mean, do you expect that they'll have the Super Bowl here every you know five six years? Similar to what you see in Miami? Yeah, I don't know. Because like we said, you know, weather is a little bit unpredictable in Vegas in February. You know, I used to go for March Madness every year and it was funny. Every time I'd go to Vegas, it'd be warmer in Michigan than it was in Vegas for March Madness. So, you know, I will say like they have the infrastructure set up to handle it, which a lot of cities don't. And that was an issue with Detroit when they got it. They had to like add all these uh, hotels and come up with ways to, to keep people and people were staying in the suburbs and where Vegas is pretty much set up for it. So I could see it for that reason. Uh, I don't know if weather will be a huge draw, but I think just having, you know, one, it's a big tourist attraction and two, having all the infrastructure of hotels already there. I, I could see it for sure. The big difference between our weather here, though, and the weather you have up there is that we never get as cold. Like, your your extreme colds are the, you know, that would just yeah, kill the, the average Las Vegan. Yeah. yeah, it would just, we would just die within about 30 seconds. So, I don't know. It's good to see that. 
Very excited for that. Uh, I did want to talk about, I've been back and forth with the Legion a little bit. I saw on Twitter a couple months ago, they had that ticket package where you could get a hotel room and two tickets to the game and a 200 level seating. And I booked it $120 all in, or I guess plus resort fee at Luxor. Um, back then you could book it for like a, a Sunday or Monday night and it would work. I've noticed they've changed the terms on their packages now. So you have to book the Saturday night hotel, but I sent them a message. And of course, in true Allegiant low cost, low cost carrier style, they never responded to me and I haven't received the tickets. I'm supposed to go to the game that's uh, uh, on Christmas. So just after Christmas. So we'll see if they, if they screw me. What do you think the chances of me actually getting my, my tickets are? How much? <laughs> How much? Yeah, and they'll probably yeah, do, they'll probably uh, like hit you with a cancellation fee too, or something uh, trying to cancel your room. It, it will be a mess, I bet. Oh, I mean, I'll uh, I'll just dispute the charge. I have a I have the confirmation that says I get the tickets, so hopefully Allegiant will actually come through. I'm guessing that they're gonna do it based on what tickets are available right before the game, so maybe the week of. But uh, hopefully, I'll report back on what happens. But. I'm yeah, not going to spend hours of my time. Yeah, fighting it's a killer de- deal. So if it works out, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a killer deal as long as I don't have to spend the next, you know, two weeks fighting with them and spend multiple hours on the phone. So I'm not going to do that. I did send them a message. I sent them a follow up. And uh, I wouldn't recommend Allegiant Vacations just for this because uh, it's been like t- over two weeks and they never responded. So don't book your vacations through Allegiant. Um, I don't know who is booking their vacations. Don't book Allegiant. anything through Allegiant. No, no flights, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> All right. Now, we did a whole video earlier this week about the blockbuster sale of Hard Rock, or sorry, Mirage, to Hard Rock International, the future Hard Rock Las Vegas, and we talked all about it, so I recommend looking at the video. We have all the details of the sale and what's going to happen, but we did learn a few new things about what's going to happen with an interview of Nevada Independent had with uh, Jim Allen, the CEO of Hard Rock International, and let's start off with this. Uh, He says... Basically, for the existing 3,000 rooms, it's their plan to gut them completely, bathrooms and everything, so those tiny bathrooms aren't going to be an issue. Hopefully, they're going to redo the sort of layout, although the rooms themselves, uh, Mark, as you know, I'm obsessed with this, are not that big, but it's going to be a huge project if they're going to be gutting the entire tower. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised, but you thought they'd just you know, put some new carpet in, throw some paint on the wall, call it a day type of thing. So I wonder if they'll do it in phases, you know, because I'm guessing they want to keep it running. So maybe do like this tower at one time, this tower, and then they're adding in the guitar tower. So that seems like a lot uh, to take on right off the bat. I'm kind of surprised. I thought they'd probably focus on the guitar tower, get that up, and then you know go around uh, remodeling the room. So we'll see how they they structure it out. But it, you know, I am surprised that it's a complete gut job. I mean, based on what he said, I'm guessing that the guitar tower is going to be at the end after they renovate the whole thing because he did say. That it may or may not be their Volcano second guitar tower. Volcano staying for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was also some speculation that some people saying that the guitar tower couldn't fit on the land where the volcano is. I'm not sure I agree with that. I mean, obviously, they could alter it from the one in Florida. But the one in Florida is not as big or as wide as you would think it is. So, I mean, there's a lot of space between the strip and that mirage front entryway um, at that kind of center. So, we'll see how that goes. But uh, most likely, the, the volcano has gone. But hopefully, it'll be around... A little bit longer, um, but I would expect that they're probably going to start tearing apart these rooms as soon as they they close next year. And there's one other thing we learned. He said, "This is a quote." He says, "As far as the dolphins and the tigers, that's part of the agreement between MGM and ourselves that we have no comment on at this time. Certainly, we want to protect them 
and make sure that their lives as animals are as comfortable as they are today, that seems to tell me that they have made a decision and that it's confidential and that they're probably going to get rid of the, the animals and the, the dolphins after they find a good home for them so that they can be you know taken care of. That's my guess, reading into it. Yeah, either that or maybe MGM is going to pop them up somewhere else at another property, either, you know, in Vegas or one of the other ones, you know, out in the world. But it definitely seems like it's not going to be staying. Yeah, and they do need areas for pools, right? We we know that that's a big part of their brand. Mirage has a really nice pool, but it's just a pool. And so I expect that Hard Rock's going to build more pools. And I can the only place I can see them doing that is really in that back area where all of that is. There definitely is not a lot of space where that guitar tower will be. Uh, for a pool, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, good to see that. The other interesting thing I, that came out of that interview, MGM will have, after they finish the sale of of this and MGM growth properties and everything that's going on, they'll have $11 billion in cash on hand. So look for MGM, I guess, to make some other moves considering you know they sold off all their land for the most part in Vegas. They're an operating company, but uh, they're looking to get into new markets. $11 billion is a lot of money. Yeah, and you know they're like the airlines; they don't like to to hold on to money or <laughs> or pay down debt. They're gonna they're probably gonna yeah invest it into something else. It's it's kind of crazy. You think you'd be like, hey, we just got through a pandemic, maybe we should hold on to some of this. But you know, we we joked about Caesar saying, oh, we thought the uh, William Hill was too profitable when we bought him, so we're gonna you know sink some more money into it or what? I don't know, but it's crazy the way they think. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. You know, it's stockpiled, ready to to go for sure. All right, so we are talking. All the big news is obviously Hard Rock this week, but there was another casino announcement, a new casino announcement. Station Casinos, which we've talked about, is expanding their Wildfire Casino in Henderson while they have Fiesta Henderson, Fiesta Rancho, Texas Station closed. They're also building Durango in the Southwest, Durango Station, which you can see on our construction update. They announced they're going to build another Wildfire Casino, their 10th, at a on a piece of land that they're calling it downtown. It's on Fremont Street, but at Charleston, so it's you know very far from the Fremont Street experience. On the corner of a piece of land that used to be the historic showboat casino that's been closed for 15 years or something like that. It was called Castaways at the end, but it was showboat for most of its life. So uh, another casino, Station Casino is continuing to their expansion while they leave three giant properties closed, but uh, another locals casino coming yeah. to downtown. So weird. I don't understand the keeping some clothes and building new ones. And, you know, we, we, we really don't have an idea what they're doing with those. Is it a tax write off or are they trying to sell them or what's going on with it? It's very, very bizarre and interesting that they're pouring money into new ones instead of dealing with the properties they already have. But, you know, only time will tell what's going on there. Well, the original Wildfire Casino is on Rancho. It actually is across from Texas Station and uh, they do own that and operate that. So even though they have the two big casinos closed across the street. They're operating this little one. So it seems like maybe these wildfire casinos are their way to kind of get micro local casinos in certain areas. And uh, instead of building these big properties, although they're building Durango Station, a bigger property too. So yeah, I mean, they want to double their footprint, they say over the next decade, have a lot of land. And uh, we still don't know what's going to happen to those closed properties, you know, still waiting to see for some sort of an announcement. But uh, you know, other than the only announcement I think we have is that they'll be closed through at least the end of this year, which is their gaming regulatory stuff. So keep you up to date on that new casino coming downtown adjacent, or it is downtown, but not the Fremont that you know, Mark, but it's a, it's a cool location. The showboat used to have a 106 lane bowling alley 
and uh, I bowled there quite often. It was a cool uh, old school property off the strip that I don't know a lot of people know about. So I'm really happy to see this area getting some love. Yeah, it'll be cool to see. I mean, bowling's always fun. It's always good, especially if it's like the $2 games instead of the, you know, how everything's moved to like the dance club bowling alley where you pay like 40 bucks an hour and yeah. it's like a ripoff. But, you know, old school bowling lanes, that's where it's at. Yeah, those bowling lanes were like world class. They hold they held a PBA tournament uh, every year, and then also it was like 106. Just the novelty of having a bowling alley that big with that many lanes was uh, was really neat uh, back in the day. All right, last topic for today: tipping culture. Uh, we seem to be coming across this all the time now with these mandatory fees that are being added on. I came across one today on Twitter for Resorts World, adding a 23% mandatory service charge the person tipping on top of that. So I wanted to ask you, what are your kind of standards? Now, it seems like service charges, mandatory tips are becoming more common in Vegas now. Do you tip above that? Uh, what, do you, what do you do when it's a service charge compared to like, you know, a fee that they're charging, like a COVID fee or something like that? How do you uh, differentiate there? Yeah, a service charge usually is like a, a, an added gratuity, or even if it says gratuity, um, if it's like 18%, which, you know, we ran into at the, Hyatt in Orlando out by the pool and stuff, they would automatically add an 18% tip and they would actually circle it to let you know that was on there because, you know, we've known people that don't really pay attention and tip the normal tip uh, without looking at it too closely. So that was cool. Um, so if it's like that, I'll add a little bit more if the service was good because I normally tip 20, 25%. If it's a service fee, if it was like a 23% service charge, I probably wouldn't tip because I'm assuming that's going to the, the server. Otherwise, it's just outrageous if you expect you know, a tip on top of that, uh, the little COVID fees, if it's like a couple bucks, I'm not going to take that out on the, the server myself. I know some people do to, to like send a message. So they send it back to the boss, but I, I would still tip. I probably wouldn't go back there again because of some stupid $3 fee, but you know, I'm not going to take it out on the person working. I'm right there with you. If it's like a, a, sir, a transaction fee, something like that, I'm not going to punish the server. I don't think it's fair to do that, but I also will never go back there. I mean, I, I, I think these fees are absolutely ridiculous. Now, in this case, like the one that I saw for Resorts World, 23% is a little bit higher than I've seen. Like to your point, 18 is probably normal. But the way I, if it's anything for like a mandatory gratuity or service charge, I assume that is going to the wait staff. And so like for good service or normal service, I guess, I'll just leave that. And then if you get like extraordinary service, then I have tipped above that as well, especially when it's 18%. Like I feel like if you get really good service to do that, but be careful. Like I've seen a lot of restaurants, not just on the Las Vegas Strip that are adding in fees, making their checks a lot more complicated to read, you know, in the way that they classify everything. And that's a good example here. I think in this case, uh, with the one that, that we saw on Twitter, this person added an additional gratuity on top of the service charge, and it just all became very confusing on as to what, what's going on. So uh, be diligent there because they're trying to confuse you. They're trying to sneak a uh, little ease yeah. in here and there. I wonder, I wonder how much they make off of like uh, drunk people in Vegas that don't pay attention. <laughs> oh God. And then the next morning though, I know my buddy got hit up for it at a club. Uh, it happened to him, but it was on a, a company card. So it, I guess it happened to the company, but you know, <laughs> you're, you're not seeing so straight. The, the room is dark. The music's loud. You've had, you know, too many and you just sign it. But the normal thing you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh man, what did I do? <laughs> so I'm sure they, that's what they're hoping for. And to your point, they're not like, like the Hyatt in Orlando where they're circling it right in Vegas. They've, found ways to hide it. It's very, now, uh, Resorts World is pretty con It's pretty clearly marked there, but I found a lot of places they hide it kind of in the subtotal or 
you know, it's yeah, you like have to kind of look for it. Yeah. 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 It kind of just fits in right exactly with the tax. So you're just like, oh, it all it's all in there. You know, a lot of people just look at that total. They don't pay attention to the rest. So be diligent there because these places are out to get you. It's getting worse. Not that Resorts World's doing anything that anybody else isn't doing in town with those mandatory tips and stuff like that. But keep an eye on that. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. I'm really excited about this Hard Rock, the fact that they're going to gut the whole thing. I think that that's exciting. I want to know what you guys think. I know, you just uh, care about the bathrooms. That's all you care about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the bathrooms and the blue glass. Now I'm kind of, I mean, the blue glass, I'm still a little bit uh, torn on. But uh, yes, the, the new bathrooms will be good. You don't have to... Uh, sit on the toilet, you know, one, one centimeter from the shower and the counter and everything else. Maybe there'll be some more space. I don't know. Let us know what you think about anything we talked about here today. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. See you next week.